if you can truly believe in collaboration and if you can if you live that out and you're able to show the positives that come from that, not just for yourself, but for everybody, Mm -hmm. um, then hopefully that's how more people will walk in the world. You're listening to the Fit Style Podcast, where you'll learn how to live a holistic lifestyle in a conventional society. I'm your host, Patty Lauren, and I'm a functional personal trainer with almost a decade of experience. I'm also living an unconventional lifestyle in the midst of having an autoimmune disease. I'll show you how to go against society's standards of health, beauty, and lifestyle and learn to live your best life yet. What a time to be alive. Be your own advocate and let's live well together. Welcome to today's episode. I am joined by a great friend of mine and fabulous all-around person, Erica Biddix. Erica, thanks for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you. I think everybody should get an introduction like that every morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll set an alarm and uh, I'll Perfect. make the rounds. I love yes. it. Yes. Tag team. Um, okay. So let's just kind of jump into it. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what makes you tick, all those good things. Just a little snippet. So I am a mom of three overly confident kiddos, um, which will serve them well later in life, but makes it difficult (laughs) to be, to be their parent at this moment. (laughs) But I have, I have good good feelings about their futures. Um, I am married to my husband, Patrick. He's a professor. We've been married for 20 years and I am a serial entrepreneur, I think is the best way to put that. Um, I love owning my own business and I love helping other women uh, move and grow their ideas and businesses forward as well. I love it. A serial entrepreneur. You want to dive into what that means a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was employed, what I call traditionally employed, um, for most of my adult life. Um, I only had three, four jobs total um, from the time I graduated college until I became an entrepreneur. And my last gig was, uh, I was there for 12 years as a corporate meeting planner. Yeah. So I was a corporate meeting planner for 20, 20 plus years. Um, and owned my own meeting planning company. I started that in 2016. So that was kind of my first foray into entrepreneurship. Um, I have recently wound down operations on that. So that lasted about seven years. And then a few years ago in 2019, I opened my current business, which is Aught, A-U-G-H-T. It is a word that is not in many dictionaries any longer. (laughs) And we actually own the trademark on the word as well. So we just gave it our own definition. And the definition of Aught for us is anything at all. So we are here to support women, female entrepreneurs specifically, in anything at all that they need. And we believe that they're capable and should be doing um, anything at all that their heart wants to do. I love that. Give us a kind of a, just a a, um, gamut of kind of the women in your business and working, co-working and all that like jobs. So what kind of careers do you see pop in? So we started as co-working space. We now are a wider community. We still have co-working, but we also have a free online community. We do in-person events. We've got a coaching mastermind. Um, We do online virtual workshops. So we reach women across the world 
um, right now everyone in the U.S., but I keep thinking somebody from another country is going <laughs> to get yes. pop in here. Keep saying it. Yeah, and we've got everything from a romance novel editor to a pediatric physical therapist to a former teacher and administrator who now runs an online educational business to accountants and lawyers. Um, I have learned a lot about different jobs that I did not know existed before I started this company. Uh, the romance novelist is the one that always kind of springs <laughs> springs to mind. Um, but I've really loved learning about how these women, the majority of whom are very purpose-driven in their work, are able to serve their customers, their clients, and why it is that they do it. That's probably that. been the most fulfilling part of the whole, the whole shebang. You get to see women start from scratch to, I mean, grow to whatever they deem is, you know, their their goal, which I think is so amazing. You get to see everything in between. Oh, absolutely. We've got one woman here who is, um, she, I, she is several decades into a couple different things um, as an entrepreneur. She, she has a lot of different folks that she helps in a variety of ways. And I had the opportunity to sit with her and chat about how she wants to redesign her business and kind of this next step moving forward in her life. Um, and I love that she's seeing this as a new chapter and mm -hmm. not that she's kind of had these other chapters. So a book is ending. She's just adding chapters as she goes. And we've got everything from that, you know, decades of work to women who, you know, have literally just started in the last couple weeks or days <laughs> or that's hours. So awesome. And that's the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is like you said, it's, it's not ending, it's adding on and it, it's just, you make it whatever you want. I, well, and I think that the journey of entrepreneurship is relatively the same for everyone. Um, before I get people who like throw things at me for saying that, what I mean is we all have the moment of starting and we all mm -hmm. have the moment of, you know, a financial hurdle and we all have the moment of, do we grow? Do we not grow? So there's several stops along the journey that are similar mm -hmm. for every woman that walks it. It may be a complete side road. It may happen faster or it may take longer for that particular piece to happen. But I feel really strongly that women who are on that journey, wherever in it that they are, that they can learn from the women who are ahead of them and that they have a responsibility to teach the women who are behind them. Wow. So That's I just powerful. think of it as like one big long road yeah. that everybody's on. I love that. And they're to support each other. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about where your love of entrepreneurship and specifically specifically female entrepreneurship came from? Where did that, how did well, that? Well, I started my, I started my first company slightly by accident. <laughs> um, we, I had gone through a, an unexpected job change and it was not a good fit. And at that point I was, you know, 10 plus years in on people telling me I should start my own company. And I had a boss that I just really did not gel with. And so um, I had to keep that job because we were closing on a house and the day we closed on it, I quit that job. Wow. I walked in the door. My husband handed me a literal bottle of wine with a straw in it. <laughs> and I sat down at my computer and I registered my new company. So I never wow. went into it thinking I'm going to be an entrepreneur and this is what my entrepreneurship life will look like. It was really out of necessity and timing mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. that point. Um, and then I started the 
what was co-working space. We used to be called girl boss offices because I was lonely. I had been working out of my house by myself remotely for gosh, 12 years, I think at that point. And I just wanted to talk to somebody. So I opened that thinking that it would just be for the 12 or 14 women that were there. And then the pandemic happened three months after we opened. Mm. And so the idea of keeping the community together happened, happened. And It was just all of those different experiences culminating in the beginning of the understanding of how much better life is when we work in collaboration and not in competition. So I don't know that I could say that I've always had this dream of helping female entrepreneurs. It was seeing that there was an opportunity there for my strengths to really and truly work for the benefit of others. So I'm what they call aggressively helpful. (laughs) Always Um, waiting for that. (laughs) Yeah. In the best way, the best way possible, I think. Um, So to form a company that was mostly co-working and then really quickly to understand that what we were doing was way more than providing space. We were providing community and we were providing support and we were a network now of women who could grow. Um, So we're based off of a quote that was said by a woman, Jade Simmons, who's very important in my life, which was your purpose is what happens to others when you do what you do. Mm -hmm. And so I truly believe that our purpose at Ought is helping female entrepreneurs reach their purpose with who it is that they're serving. That is amazing. I love the, you know, you have used so many analogies of, you know, walking the road, you know, walking together and then also like not being in competition, but being kind of in collaboration with each other. And you do such a good job at that of bringing other women together and, you know, you call it aggressively helpful, but (laughs) you do it so effortlessly that it's just a part of who you are. And you're like, Hey, uh, do you know, so-and-so they have this business. You all would be a good fit. Okay. Bye. You know, and it's just, well, and it, it is, it's as easy as breathing to me, but also, um, I do try to make it, I try to make it a point to do it. Um, because some, you know, some days you're tired and some days you don't want to people and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of all the things, but at the same time, my hope is, is that I'm creating a ripple effect and that ought is creating a ripple effect. So if someone sees me tell someone who comes to me and wants to pay me money for my services and I say, we're not the best fit, but why don't you go check out X, Y, and Z, then Mm -hmm. hopefully the next time they have that experience, they won't just take somebody on for the money or they won't just say, sorry, I can't do it for you, but then that they will, they will do that at the same time. Right. And I got to see it in practice this weekend. I talk a lot about how I talk to people in elevators, which is like not the norm, I guess, in the world. And I was in New York city with my daughter for the weekend and she talked to literally every person in every elevator that we were in. And I was like, there, there's ripple effect because she has seen that with me (laughs) her entire life. I love Um, it. And so, yeah, I just, I think if you can, um, if you can truly believe in collaboration and if you can, if you live that out and you're able to show the positives that come from that, not just for yourself, but for everybody, Mm -hmm. um, then hopefully that's how more people will walk in the world. And it's free. I mean, you, you know, what's the, you know, Brene Brown talks about so many of these types of themes and when you are, vulnerable, you give a lot of 
freedom to other people to be vulnerable. And when you're courageous, you know, I mean, those Mm -hmm. things, you, you aren't just doing it for yourself. And I think sometimes when you, like you said, you know, if you're tired or it's, you know, you don't feel like doing the thing, but it's not always about you. And when you kind of get outside of that, you can kind of step back at another point and take a breath and be like, wow, that really did make a different impact way beyond what myself and what I thought that it could. Well, I mean, I think you're a perfect example, right? So full disclosure, Patty Lauren has um, <laughs> been my personal trainer now for what, three years, probably? Yeah, yeah um, going on four. Holy moly. Um, yeah, we started right before COVID hit. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> you obviously model a certain way of life as far as boundaries go, or as far as your health journey has been, et cetera. And you certainly are not coming to me and being like, you need to do this um, for your health journey. But I watch you and I hear you talk about it and I hear you say what impact it's had on you. And so things that I never four years ago knew existed or would have thought about <clears throat> are now in my realm of understanding. Mm-hmm. And so those then get, you know, when, when it works for me, implement it into my life. Yeah. Right. I just ate a bunch of vegetables for lunch instead of carbs. Um, (laughs) You're going to feel so much better. I know. And that's not for any reason other than I just was feeling a little inflamed today. And I have learned from Patty Lauren that if I do that, I will feel a little less inflamed. Right. So that, that means everything to me because I mean, that really is at the heart of what I do and and why I do what I do is just to, you know, share. And if you can improve one or two things that improve your quality of life and help you feel better, then, you know, that's, that's all I I want. Well, and that's what being a purpose-driven business is, Patty Lauren, right? Is it's not about you want to help people go do, you know, a bodybuilding competition. Um, And you're the first person to say, you're not trying to help people get like to this specific weight or whatever. Your purpose is to help people live healthier lives. Right. In whatever way they're doing that. And so, yes, you're doing that with your training, but you also do it with the research and the talking that you do about your personal journey, et cetera, et cetera. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, okay. So let's kind of hop into what is Ott's model of success? There is a um, phrase that I heard you say a few months ago, and I think about it a lot, and I think it's super powerful, but very succinct. Will you share that with us? Um, I believe it's the one about work and life. Um, yes. <laughs> so I say a lot of things a lot of times. Yes, <laughs> I think that most of us are trained, um, and we go into corporate America working into situations where our life is supporting our work. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we do it willingly, um, knowingly. I think it just happens. And I believe that your work can support your life. You just have to be super intentional about it. I love that. Um, And that's something that, you know, we all as entrepreneurs at some point in our journey and maybe at different points in our journey get caught up in. And that is trying to learn to set those boundaries where it's easy to make this, you know, the excuse I can be on my phone at nine o'clock at night. And, you know, Brandon's like, uh, hello. And I'm like, I'm working like, you know, you, you know, I can use that as an excuse all the time because you don't have the clock in to the, the eight to five or the nine to five. So you, you can continually work. C- tell us a little bit about how you help and support women in creating those boundaries around prioritizing what's most important to them, but still living in their truth of their, 
journeys of careers. Yeah. So I don't want to sound too Pollyanna about it. So I want to say that I have lived this. (laughs) This is not like I'm, you know, I just have this all figured out and it's great. I had a spectacular crash and burn um, with my first company when it became successful in a way overnight that I never anticipated. We went from like a five figure a year business to a seven figure a year business literally over the course of a few weeks. Right. And so I just kept thinking, oh, I can do, I can do both. I can do both. And I just, I was, I was going not, I was going nonstop. Um, and then I, I, you know, ended up on the floor of a hotel room, like historic, hysterically weeping and (laughs) realized maybe I could not do both. And what I recognize looking back on that is that we live in a culture where we define success as better or more or bigger, Mm -hmm. more clients, more money, a bigger Mm -hmm. office, a bigger name, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So when that is your vision and version of success, you're never going to reach it because there's always more to go after that. Right. Right. So I um, believe in a model that, again, we call our model of success. I want you to picture a capital A. So one side is aspirations or goals, and those are things that you are aiming for. And the other side of the A are your boundaries. And then we like folks to build their business within that framework so that if you say to me, I want to sell 10,000 cookies a month and I only want to work three hours a month, (laughs) your aspiration is 10,000 cookies and your boundary is three hours a month, you need to um, re-figure that out (laughs) because that's not... That's just not going to work, right? Feasible, yeah. Um, or you're going to have to be charging a million dollars a cookie so that you can afford someone who can produce that many cookies in three hours for you, right? Right. So you have to really keep those two. I'm making it an A with my arms like you can see it right now. You really have to keep those two in, in check with each other so that um, it's better to say my goal is to um, hit $5,000 in sales, like that, maybe that's my aspiration on one side. And then my boundary is that I'm not going to work past three o'clock Monday through Friday. Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. then you've got an actual situation where you can reach that goal. That goal is attainable, but then you also still have a boundary so you can protect your life. And there's a lot deeper work that goes into this. But what we look at when you're a business owner is we look at three different silos yourself and that is you floating around in space with no responsibility. So I want you to picture Patty Lauren with no Brandon, no GK, no business, no clients, nothing like just who are you in the world? And that's Mm -hmm. what women have the hardest time (laughs) thinking about. So we have them set aspirations and boundaries for just them as a human. Then the second piece is setting aspirations for your business, and that's taking yourself completely out of it, which as women, we have a super hard time doing. Mm -hmm. But when you're setting those aspirations or goals and boundaries um, for just your business, you can't think about yourself. So it's not about how much are you paying yourself or how much are you working or how much are you volunteering? It's all about your business. You're sitting out there looking, you know, outside in. And the third piece is your family or your community. So that could be a nuclear family. Like for me, it's my husband and three kids. For you, it would be Brandon and GK. For some others, it may be um, their partner and who they all have Sunday dinner with. Like it just looks different. Right. Say family. And that's where you're a part of it. 
So you've got one where you're by yourself, one where you're not involved at all, and one where you're a part of it. And when you start to break it down into those silos and look at the goals and boundaries for each, it makes it a lot clearer how to create those two guardrails for you so that your work is supporting your life and not the other way around. That's amazing. So is this, let's kind of, you've got a big thing happening at the end of the year. I do. (laughs) And is this something that you would like to share with us and tell us, is this an opportunity for women to hear more of what you just said that I think is, again, easy to digest and really puts a visualization on kind of creating those boundaries and those silos with priorities. Um, tell us, tell us yeah. how we can get more of that. Absolutely. So we actually have a couple of things coming up um, and I'm going to talk about two of them because one um, is, is collaborative. So yes. the first is we have an in- in-person intensive, which is three days long. It's at our Knoxville office. Women from all over the country come in for it. Um, it's kind of like summer camp, but you stay at a hotel. <laughs> Not not at the office. Well, you know. And we spent the first day clearing out your to-do list and your mental load. So we're talking if you haven't made that dentist appointment, um, if you haven't um, signed your kid up for the bank account you were supposed to, if you haven't gotten right with the IRS. Like, that's what we're spending the first, I know, that's what we're spending the first day doing is just getting some of that stuff that is weighing you down. Yes. Done. The second day, we spend an entire eight to ten hours on this model and building it for each woman individually because it looks very different. And then the third day we do 90 day plans looking at everything through the lens of, of the alt model of success. So that is very intentional time based in um, what it is that we teach at all. That's awesome. When is your next? Um, that one is October 24th through the 27th. And we've got six spots available um, for that one. And how can someone sign up for that? They can go to our website um, right. under experiences. Uh, that's actually just a direct registration. Um, and Perfect. we feed you the whole time. So you don't have to think anything. <laughs> you just show up and we facilitate and all the things. Um, So women come in and even though we're working, like we are really working hard during that time, they just feel lighter because they're not dealing with the responsibility of everything else. And you're doing it in a community. You don't, you know, it's also like, I don't want to do all that paperwork by myself. Sometimes it makes me feel nuts. But if you're doing it with other people, you are just automatically supported and there's other people who are going through the same stuff that you are. Exactly. My favorite one last year was a woman who was having issues with the IRS um, with her bank. Like it just wasn't, they weren't connecting properly. Um, So she banks with some place that's here on Market Square. So I was like, put your shoes on. We're going to walk over to the bank. (laughs) (laughs) So when I say we like market off the list, I mean like we market off. I love that. Did she got it taken care of? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She got it all, all taken care of. And then we got on the phone with the IRS and she was like, I don't understand what you're saying to me. I was like, give me the phone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So yeah, that was I've fun. had the same issue with them. I might need to employ your help. Yeah. That's what I, when I say aggressively helpful, I'm talking about just hand me the phone and tell them I'm your accountant, even though yeah. I'm not. Um, that's not illegal. Please don't get me in trouble. For that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then our other uh, in-person experience that's happening is December 4th, also in Knoxville. We do stuff 
for everywhere. But this year, we're super lucky that our experiences are here in our home town. And that is in collaboration with another entrepreneur. Her name is Sally, Sally Z. She is a keynote speaker and speaker coach. And she and I have a lot of the same beliefs about women needing to tell their story, needing to be out front. Um, and really being the only people that can give themselves permission to do the things that they're looking for permission for. So we've got this one day event, the Permission Slip Conference happening on December 4th. Uh, Jade Simmons, who I mentioned earlier, is one of our keynotes. And then another woman who played a huge role in the development of this company, uh, Judy Holler, is our other keynote. And the day is structured um, to really lean in on the tension of entrepreneurship which is people both telling you to hustle, but then also telling you to self-care <laughs> and people yep. telling you to get bigger and people telling you to stay smaller. Mm -hmm. um, we're bringing all of that to the forefront so that women can decide which of those things is for them in that moment. And basically the best way to say it is a lot of inspiration, a lot of tactics, and then a good swift kick in the pants. At the I'll end of it. you know, at the end of it. So we're really pumped. We're hoping to have about 250 women there and to give those women not only what our speakers are talking about, but a lot of time with the community of women that are in that room. As and well. people can sign up through the same way, go to your website and go to No, that's actually that's a different uh, website. So all right. that's permissionslipconference.com. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And is there a deadline on availability to grab a ticket? There is not, okay. but our prices go up. Um, I don't know when you're publishing this, but our prices go up at the end of this month. Okay. So, and which would be the end of September, which end of September. we will, we have yeah, unfortunately so probably be past yeah, that. All I'm, right. I'm, that would be shocking. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, you mentioned hustle culture. So, I'm going to latch onto that and let's touch on that for just a second. And that's something that you and I, we talk a lot about a lot of things in our training sessions, which <laughs> we say what happens in the basement stays in the basement. Yeah. But um, you've heard me go on plenty of rants about hustle culture. And hey, I mean, when I first started my business, like I was all about that. Like I had, I had a sign, I had the shirt, I had like, you know, the sticker, all the things. And for me, I just hit a point of burnout. And I really, for myself, detest that type of um, pace. Let's talk a little bit about that and kind of your personal view on it as well. Yeah. So I think have, I mean, I've watched, I've watched your business obviously up close um, for a long time. And the reason that you, you know, you recognized that you had boundaries and hustling was not allowing you to honor those boundaries. Right. right. Um, I talk a lot to other people about how you have like some of the best boundaries I've ever seen Aww. ever. Um so I think what happens, though, is we talk about, I'm going to use hustle and self-care as two different examples, yes. right? Okay. So yeah. we say hustle, and every person who hears that word has a different definition for it. Mm -hmm. Some people may have a negative definition for it. Some people may have a positive definition for it. Some people may feel like it's a good way for them to describe how they want to work. Some people may feel like it is a bad way to describe how they've had to work, right? Mm -hmm. Same mm -hmm. for self-care. Yes. Some people will say, um, well, self-care can be as easy as taking a shower. And then other people will say, well, everyone should get a shower every day. That's not self-care. Right. Well, for a new mom of an infant who maybe hasn't gotten a shower for three yeah. days, like yeah. that really can be self-care, right? So I am of the opinion that women should do entrepreneurship in the way that works best for them, for their business, and for their family or community. 
right? And so mm-hmm. in some cases, that may be hustle or it may be a, a period of time for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there is no other word to describe trying to get aught up and running as a co-working space <laughs> than, than hustling, right? Yeah. Because yeah. You, like sometimes you have to be in those seasons. Yes. Um, and for women who want to, you know, have a brick and mortar store in every mall in America, like there, a lot of people are going to look at that and feel like that is hustling. And that person may or may not feel like that. Right. You know, but they have said that their aspiration and their boundaries are set in a way that they can put a brick and mortar in every store. Mm-hmm. But there may also be somebody who's like, you know, I really just want to sell like 12 dozen cookies a month. Right. Some people are going to be like, that's pretty low key. Don't you want to hustle a little harder? Well, maybe they don't. Maybe they've only got two or three hours a month to put into this. Right. Yeah. So I think it's not so much that it's about hustle culture. I think it's more about defining what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. Yes. And making sure that you as the individual are comfortable with both of those things. And frankly, it's not up to other people. (laughs) Exactly. You're you're literally the only one that can give yourself permission. Um, And if somebody's not going to be on board with it, that's on them. Right. 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 Um, And if somebody's not going to support you with it, then they're not meant to be one of your supporters. So that's that's my short soapbox about that. (laughs) I love that. And I mean, that is, that is it. It's, it's what is defined by you. And I think that term has kind of become so common in our society with, with things that we end up seeing causes burnout and causes like negative things. Right. But for some, for some people that could be a really invigorating and encouraging word to them to, to do what they do without having that, you know, when, like you said, when you place your, your priorities and your structure, then you get to the point where you're fulfilling your calling and your career and your purpose without hopefully crashing and burning. You know, I mean, I used to run marathons, which still makes me laugh to say out loud, but my, my like running motto was run till it's done. And for me, that was okay. Get like until the miles are on the feet, like we're, we're going to keep going. Right. Right. Um, but for somebody else, they could be like, wow, that is really a terrible way to talk to yourself. (laughs) You know? Um, but it's what worked, it's what worked for me. And I think we have to get out of the game of what does everybody else think about Mm -hmm. what I'm doing? Because that's not what matters. I wholeheartedly agree. All right. So give us a tool that we can start implementing this week to start making a shift toward prioritizing what really matters to us. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, this all sounds really great. I'm still overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. What's one thing that they can start to change this week? Yep. So I recommend pull out a post-it note or, you know, a random scrap of paper or whatever and write down two or three um, people, reasons, things that you, your purpose is geared towards. So mine sits on my computer and it says, does it help other, actually in the order, this is the order it says it in, does it help my family, my business, or other female entrepreneurs? And that is what I gauge every request that comes across my desk by, is does it help one of these three things? If it doesn't, then I just say no. I've done the hard work ahead of time to decide I'm going to say no to it. Um, And it's three real easy things for me to judge it against. Um, That is because I have been doing this for a while and I have had a lot of requests come in. And so I can kind of think in my brain, what are the types of things that I get requested for all the time? Like what is requested of my, you know, my mind, my, my actual being, et cetera. So I would say whatever comes to mind first. 
that is something you can do this week. Now, is that something that's going to stick on your computer screen or whatever for the next three years? It may change next month. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But it's a good way to just start by giving yourself a no before you get asked the question. I, I love that. I think that's the place to start. Have you heard the uh, the one where it's, if it's not a hell yes, it's a yeah, hell no? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think that um, that feels very strong to me <laughs> for, the way, <laughs> for the way that I, I do things. Um, although I do curse like a sailor, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of the same, right? So yeah. last week I had an opportunity. It was not It was not any of those three things. So I said, you know, no, thank you. I can't do this. And then I had another opportunity that was exactly one of those things. And I, so I looked at my calendar, looked at some of my other stuff, and I was like, yep, that that's a yes. Let's go. Uh, Let's do it. So it just I'm makes me that. feel not bad to say no mm -hmm. in that situation. Like for you, you don't say yes on Friday nights, right? right? Like Yes. Yep. The yep. end. Yep. Right. Exactly. I, I'm going to do that, though, because it's easy for me to think about those things, but and and make my, you know, give my response based on that. But I think when you put it down, like you're saying on a post it, you write it down with a pen and you look at it, it's much easier to quickly scan those things have that little chat with yourself and then say no with confidence or yes with confidence. And, you know, as a reformed people pleaser myself, I have gotten myself in so many situations where I have said yes to something that was a great opportunity and like sounded really fun and was wonderful, but didn't align with some of those values. And I ended up becoming either I didn't do a great job at it. I became, you know, resentful of doing yep. it. So many things. And I think that is such a great a little quick, easy piece of advice for everyone to do is get that post-it note, write them down, have it where you can see it and, and go from there. Well, and I, w I do want to add like a little asterisk, however you say that next to it, which is, um, it may be, it may even be as easy as, is it after 5 PM on a work, on a work day? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or is it going to keep me from dinner with my family? Um, so it doesn't have to be people, places, things or whatever. It could just be, what is the like one boundary that you want to set and try out for a while? Okay. I love that. And it can always change. Always. Okay. Do you have any last words of wisdom you'd like to share with anyone or something that maybe we didn't get to touch on today? Yes. I want to say <laughs> that if you are doing and selling a good or a service, you are an entrepreneur. So if you question like, hey, am I actually an entrepreneur because I don't have an office or I don't have employees or I haven't made this much money or whatever? Did you make a cookie and then sell it? Congratulations. You are an entrepreneur. <laughs> Did you coach somebody and they paid you money for that coaching session? Congratulations. You are an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want women to think that they have to reach a certain threshold before they can call themselves an entrepreneur. Because as soon as you put that hat on, you allow yourself to look at the world and what you're doing in it in a different way. Oh, that's so great. Well, when, when are you going to write your book? That's not funny, Patty Lord. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I'm here for it. I'll be in line. I would All like right. an autographed copy, please. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay. You've told everyone where they can find, um, your experiences and then about the permission slip conference. Tell us where we can find Ott on Instagram. Yeah. All that good so stuff. So we, um, are on the socials all the time. Um, everything is the handle. We are Ott. 
A-U-G-H-T. Our website is also weareaught.com. And then same for Permission Slip Conference. We are Permission Slip Conference across the board on all the socials and for our website. Okay. Awesome. Um, so I have a few little fun questions that I've been asking everyone at the end of our little chats and I'm going to throw them at you. Are you ready? Okay. Go. <laughs> okay. What is a book you love and you would recommend someone to read? Can be. Um, I only read for fun. I don't read to learn. <laughs> I love um, that. So I will say historical fiction is my bag. Um, and right now I am reading through Fiona Davis's entire library. Okay. I just love all of her books. Yes. She, I have read some of her stuff and it's very good. Do you, are you on a specific one right now? Or I am you... on the address right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. What song is giving you life right now? Um, the Barbie movie soundtrack. <laughs> okay. The entire thing. <laughs> the okay. whole thing. I love don't it. Care. <laughs> and what's your favorite feel good movie? You can just turn on and kind of tune out. Um, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. I can't tune it out. I have to pay very close attention to it. Who is in that? I don't even know who's in it. It came out in like the late 80s or the early 90s. Um, but it is just a movie about a strong woman overcoming adversity. It's about horses diving. Like, how can you not love Oh, that? yeah. We've had this um, conversation. Who's in this movie? Yes. I don't. I literally don't think it's anyone okay. who ever made any other movie. All right. But I just love it. And everybody should see that. Or The Cutting Edge. Okay. Toe pick. Toe All pick. Right. Yeah. Those two. All right. Okay. Okay. I like it. Okay. Friend, thank you so much for um, being so generous with your time and wisdom and all the things that you've learned. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. Okay. Well, friends, until next time, live well and be happy.